Welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Madison Chase. And my name is Zach Short. And we want to thank you for joining us today. On today's episode, we'll be interviewing Chris Rajulis, the Assistant Director of Safety for Office of Risk Management and Compliance at Belmont University, and discussing different ways that parents can best equip their student for handling emergency situations while away at school. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Chris, to the College Parent Podcast. Madison, Zach, thank you for having me on this podcast. I think this is a great way to help parents and students get ready for this new college experience. I'm looking forward to hopefully helping all of them. I want you to know, even before we get started, my door is always open. Um, You know, I work um, with you guys every day, and and I'll help any student or parent if they have any questions um, as we move forward with some of these questions and answers. Yeah, we appreciate your willingness to help out, and you're a great partner to to work with. So uh, we'll jump in with the first question. What sort of supplies or items do you think that students should bring to be properly prepared for emergencies while they're at college? You know, I think that uh, that that list could be endless if you if you really wanted to think about it. Um, I think there's some things, or at least one thing that isn't a physical item. I think part of it is just preparing your student especially if this is the first time away, for the experience that they're going to have. They're going to be meeting new people. They're going to have experiences with having to respond to fire alarms and fire drills and um, weather and all those different things. So getting them prepared for those experiences are important. I think the other thing is it's important for the parents or their guardians to teach them a few things about their vehicles, if they're going to have a vehicle on campus. They don't know how to jump their vehicle. What happens if the battery's dead? Um, What do you do if there's a flat tire and how to change it? We have great resources on campus. We have campus security. We have risk management. We have Brez Life and student engagement teams. But sometimes it takes a little while for somebody to get there. So if the student knows at least how to change their tire, where to find their spare tire, how to jump their car, how to get in the door if the door is locked and the battery's dead or the electric keys in it, you know, they need to know how to access that. And we can talk about that when we get down to a physical thing that they can use to get in the door if that happens. Um, some things that I think they should consider, you know, it's always good to have a flashlight and I'm not seeing a big flashlight. They have one or two little flashlights, probably plastic or, or non-metal with a couple extra sets of batteries. We don't have a lot of power failures on campus. But we do occasionally, and it's usually something that's out of our control. It's going to be nice for them in the middle of the night to have a flashlight or if they're getting up to go to the restroom or whatever, just to have some light without disturbing their, you know, their roommate. Um, You may want to have that light be orange or green or um, the case be orange or green or bright so they can find it in the dark or if they lose it or it's under their pillow or in the bed. Um, I also like little pop-up lanterns. They make some little small pop-up lanterns that if the power's out or your roommate is sleeping and you still want to read or you want to look at your computer, you can have that. It doesn't generate any heat. The batteries last for a long time if they're LED lights. Um, And they're great for any type of emergency. Um, weather radios. We all rely on our cell phones. Sometimes when we rely on our cell phones, what happens? We see it a lot here on campus. We have a storm that comes in and batteries are dead and they haven't charged their battery on their cell phone. And then the parents are calling or students calling saying, hey, how come you didn't tell me that there was a tornado or that there was a severe thunderstorm? Um, We can't help that you're, unfortunately, we can't help you if the battery's dead on your phone. 
So what I suggest is making sure you have a, they have a charger. Make sure that they have maybe one of the little portable battery packs for the phone. So if the power does go out or their battery's dead before they, they go to sleep, they, they can charge it in a hurry. Um, cell phones are important. There's, the communications is the biggest part of reacting and, and deciding what you're going to do during an emergency. If they have weather radios, if they want to bring a weather radio, I love weather radios. They're a great backup for the cell phone. You can tune them. It, no matter where you're at in the country, you can tune it for the region you're at. It's always on. It's got a battery backup, and in the middle of the night, if your phone doesn't go off, the weather radio will. And it gives you other information if there's amber alerts, if there's blue alerts, if um, any kind of situations that, that create some unrest in the area, it's going to give that information. I know that all the um, residential directors have them in their, in their apartment, so they're well aware of weather all the time. The other thing to remember is we are a storm-ready certified university, one of the few in the, in the state of Tennessee. What that means is, um, for me and one of my responsibilities is, I watch the weather 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I have five different apps on my phone, and we can talk about those apps. I have three computer monitors in my office, a laptop, and a tablet. So we're looking at wind currents. We're looking at direction. We can inform campus security in a matter of minutes of any lightning threats, wind threats, tornado threats. Even when we get storms from hurricanes, the aftermath of hurricanes that come up through the Gulf, a lot of times we'll get some pretty severe weather. Um, unfortunately, a lot of that weather comes in not so much in spring like in the Midwest. We get a lot in December. We get tornadoes in December and sometimes early in March or, or bad weather during those times. So are we watching weather 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Absolutely. Campus security does the same thing. They have a couple weather programs they're watching, and um, I'm in communications with them hourly almost and respond to most calls and, and things and events that happen on campus. So if you can get afford a weather radio, bring one. And we can help you. Res Life can help you. I can come help you set it up, but we'll get it set up so it only is going to uh, alert you if something's happening. Um. We talk about battery packs for cell phones. Sometimes those cell phone battery packs will also work on your laptop or your tablet. I like the idea of you bringing a first aid kit. Look, you're going to get paper cuts. You're going to have get stuck by a thumbtack or you get a cut or a sting or whatever. If you have a little first aid kit, you don't have to run somewhere to, to buy a $12 Band-Aid in the middle of the night. Maybe that's what you want to do. I don't know. But I would have a small first aid kit. Along with that first aid kit, sunscreen is awesome. When new students come to Belmont or any university for that matter, what happens is there's lots and lots of activities the first couple months. Most of those activities, if the weather's good, they're outside. And it's easy for people to get sunburn. And if they have sunscreen, they can help protect themselves. Now, the catch is, are they going to put that on? I don't know. But it's important that we, we teach our, our ch children and our students, hey, put the sunscreen on before you go out there at, you know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. You're going to be outside on the quad playing Frisbee for a few hours because that, that first or secondary sunburn is not going to be pleasant when you're sitting in class the next day for, for four or five hours and your shirt's rubbing and your nose is running and all that. So sunscreen is really a, a good thing to have. If your child or students bring in a, 
vehicle on campus, and this is for, for anybody really, um, if you look at the, most of the new vehicles, there's not, you're not going to see a, uh, a manual keyhole anywhere in the door handle or on the door. So what happens is there's actually, you can buy or get a valet key, and most vehicles come with a valet key um, that's attached to the key fob. But there's a little trap door, usually on a handle on the driver or passenger side, that you can take off or flip up to open up the door manually. We have lots and lots of calls during the year for people that the, the car has sat for two or three months, hasn't been driven, and what happens, the battery's dead when they go to get in it. You can't get to the battery or open up the hood without being able to get inside. So if your student has a valet key, they can still manually unlock the door, we can open up the hood, and then we can get the vehicle jumped. Um, and what I'll say to that is it's important or a good idea, and they're very inexpensive, to have a You can get a, a vehicle jump battery pack for $40, $50 and teach your student or child how to jump the vehicle. Those, the battery packs are very efficient. They're safe to use. You can't reverse the polarity normally on them, so you can't cause a fire and you can't get shocked from them. Um, you can teach your, your, your student how to do that. Um, security is a great resource. They will come help as well. Um, but sometimes if they're on another call or I'm on another call or we're handling an emergency, it can be up to 30, 40 minutes before somebody may get there to help you. And it's the same with a flat tire. You can buy little compressors now to fill up a tire if it's just been sitting and it's a nail. Security will come help you change the tire, um, but at least know where the tires, the spare tire is located. Make sure it's getting checked once in a while to make sure there's air in it, because many times we go to help somebody and you go, oh yeah, we have spare tire, and then it's there's no air in it. Um, we have the ability again with security to fill up those tires. We have a cylinder that we can bring with us, but again, at all that takes time. And if somebody's in a hurry or they're late for class, they're, they're wondering where we're at. You know, those are just some of the really important things I think that it's, it's important, you know, for, for students to bring. Um, you know, we'll talk about medications and stuff like that in a minute. It's really important for your students to communicate, too. And, I mean, communicate with your RDs, their, their directors in their dorms, their family members. Stay in touch with them. I'm not saying worry them to death. But they're going to have lots of new experiences, and it's important for them to share them. I think the other thing that's important for new students, especially freshmen, is to, when there's activities at the beginning of the year, get out and get involved in those activities. You're going to make friends. You're going to meet new people. You're going to find out how to get around campus. Um, you know, we have upwards of 80, 90 buildings on campus and lots of classrooms and lots of dorms and lots of places to go. The best thing the student can do is be comfortable with knowing where they have to go, when they have to be there. Um, some of our buildings have the same initial name, Massey Business, Massey Performing Arts, and now um, the Massey Data Center. So for me, I know I've gone to the wrong place several times because Massey, Massey, and Massey all sound the same to me. So get your students to know, let them know that they need to know where they're going and, and how to get there, and ask for help. Everybody is friendly here. This is a family university, and that's one of the best things that I think um, you could find about Belmont University. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Chris. And you talked a little bit about, you know, tornado activity that we might get in the area. You mentioned, you know, even in December, and sometimes we get remnants of hurricanes up here. So can you just talk to us a little bit? Uh, what are some of the best ways to stay in the loop uh, or aware of 
some possible natural disasters that might be happening at a student's university? Oh, there, there's just, and it goes back to communications. There's so many, so many different things that you can do to be aware. Um, a lot of students don't have TVs anymore. They watch everything streaming. I think it's important that um, the students have maybe, they're signed up for one maybe news streaming app. So if they want to see what's going on, not only in the area, but regionally, they can see what the weather is going to be. You know, I keep track of my parents' weather outside of Chicago. So you may they may want to keep track of their the weather where their family members are, wherever they're at in the country or in the world. I think having an app on your phone or again, on your, or your laptop or tablet, that's a great way to see what's happening in, in live time almost with weather. Um, and, and I'll read off some apps here that I use that are, that are pretty effective, and I think all of them, but one is free, and the one that's not is like $1.99. The nice thing about a couple of the apps is they give you future weather patterns. My radar is a great one um, because what happens is um, between my radar and, and storm radar and storm weather, they'll give you up to six hours ahead of time of what you're going to see when the storms are moving across the state. And that, for me, when I'm trying to predict what we're going to do here on campus, is really important. Make sure your cell phone is set up for weather alerts. That can be turned off or turned on, but it's really important that you have that turned on. Um, it's important to be signed up for the Belmont alerts. We have a Belmont alerting system here, and not only does it cover weather, it covers any other type of emergency that's on or near campus. If, if there's a robbery somewhere within a mile or two, or Vanderbilt's got something going on, many times we'll send out an alert just to let our students and staff and faculty be aware of what's happening um, in the area. I know that Res Life, Residential Life, has their own internal um, program that they can send alerts out to just students in the dorms and stuff like that. It's important to make sure you're signed up for that, and I think that may be automatic for them when they come on campus. Thing to remember is um, even parents can sign up for Belmont Alerts so they know what's happening. Um, it's important, I think, for students, again, to stay in contact with their families if they know something's happening in another area. I think it's important, too, that students have a code word with their parents or a code phrase, so that if the parent gets a call and says, hey, mom, it's a bad, there's a bad storm here. I know you can't hear me well, um, but can you send me some money? Okay. Or I need this or that. What's, what's the code word? And it just protects parents and, and the student and chi or child from being scammed. So that's, that's kind of a, a thing that I'm, I really like to, to make people aware of. Um, some of the weather apps that are good, my radar, storm radar, my lightning tracker. If my lightning tracker will tell you, you could set up the perimeter for however far out you want. It'll tell you when there's lightning and alert you when there's lightning within whatever range you want. I normally set it for about 20 or 30 miles, so I know um, pretty far ahead of time when, that's, when there's bad weather and lightning. Um, Wonder Map, and then there's a, an app called Just Weather. Storm radar, like we talked about, is good because it tells you the future um, about six hours ahead of time, and it's really, really accurate. Uh, and it travels with you. So if I go home, if I go to Des Plaines or Chicago or go to south somewhere, it's going to travel with me, and I'm watching the weather wherever I'm at and, and have the future wherever I'm at. Again, stay in contact with family. Talk to them. 
have a plan that if a storm comes through for them or for you, hey, at a certain time, I'm going to call you and let you know that we're okay. Or look on social media or Messenger or Facebook and just make sure you let your families know, hey, I'm okay. We get lots of calls in the middle of the night. Security goes over somewhere and Res Life has to meet them in a dorm room. I can't get a hold of my son or daughter. Their phone's dead or they're not answering. Can you go just check on them? And normally, in most cases, they're fine. It's just their phone is dead. And we just want to know. And I'm a parent. I want to know that my student or child is, is good. Um, and again, keep up with TV. Subscribe to some kind of streaming newscast on your computer or phone. That's going to be a great way because a lot of that is is instantaneous. You get that information right away and it's live. Um, again, we watch the weather. I watch the weather um, like a maniac all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and, and probably have too many apps, honestly. Um, but it, I know then that I can let security and, and our community know if the weather's going to get bad in a hurry. You were talking a little bit about uh, staying in contact with your family and that sometimes like phones are dead and can't get a hold of their student. I know one thing that my parents and I have the agreement of is that whenever I go to bed, my phone has to be on loud. It turned all the way up. So that way, if they call me in the middle of the night, like they know that they can get through. So um, with some things like that, what are some ways that parents can guide their students in creating an effective emergency preparedness plan while they're away at school? Sure. Um, well, one thing I want I want to add um, to what you said about cell phones: you can put an emergency bypass on your contacts. Well, I don't know if most people may not know that, but you can go and edit it, um, that contact, and all the way, especially on iPhones, you can scroll all the way down, and it'll say emergency bypass. And whether the phone is on silent, um, except for being turned off, it will ring and alert them no matter what if, if you get a call or they get a call uh, from the parent's main phone number or cell phone or whatever. So that, that's the first thing I would say and most important um, thing to, to stay in contact or, or to be safe. Um, again, g- staying in communications with them. Um, Belmont Alerts is really important. Um, the other thing is remember that texting a lot of times will go through before voice call. If you text somebody or just um, message them, a lot of times the text message, because it's just data, will go through and a voice call or FaceTime call won't. So even if you can't get through on a regular phone line, if you can find service, you can text somebody and let them know, hey, I'm okay, this is where I'm at, Um, I had to move off campus or the power's out or whatever that is. Um, The other thing is, if you have friends maybe locally in Nashville, and a lot of people make friends after three or four years or even after the first year, we may have a storm here that knocks out power and knocks out cell service, but if you can talk to your friend and they know, hey, Chris is okay, they can contact your parents or family members. So um, I think as your, your group of friends and acquaintances grow, it really makes it easier to stay in contact with family, friends, and and everybody you need to stay in contact with. Um, Those are probably the best ways. Um, I also want to reassure our parents and students, we have probably some of the best resources, some of the best technology um, to keep 
our students, staff, and faculty safe. We have storm shelters in every building that are rated for, you know, 300, 400 mile an hour winds. They won't flood. Um, and those, all those locations are identified by locations, say, storm shelter. They're also on all our guidebooks and maps. So it's important for students to know and let their parents know, hey, I know where my storm shelter's at. Or I know where my evacuation location's at if we have a fire alarm. Um, if we have a fire alarm and the weather's bad, first thing we're going to do is we move those students to a different building. We're not going to let them stand out in the cold for any length of time. We're not going to let them stand out in the rain or a lightning storm or wind or anything else. We're, we're pretty proactive in, in getting them um, moved. I will also tell you that we have a new radio system. We're almost done implementing that. And that radio system has several layers of redundancy for the communications issues. Um, everything has 10 and 12 hour battery backups. All the security officers of two-way radios have two ways to access cell service, one through AT&T and one through Verizon. On top of that, they can um, access anybody through their cell phones over the radio system with battery backups, with gateways. And um, we've really gotten good about putting systems in place. You know, if a student needs to contact their parent and their phone's not working and there's an issue, one, they can go to their res life director. They can go to counseling. They can call anybody from security, and we're going to find them a phone or a way to communicate with their family. If the family calls into security, we're going to do, and they say, hey, I can't get a hold of my son or daughter, we're going to send somebody over and check on them. And then we'll get back to that parent as soon as we can or have the student call them. Our power is not out. Our services are not out very long here in Nashville. Face it, we're right in the middle of the city. We are, we're number two on the priority list for, for um, cell service and electric if something happens, and that's because we're a big university, we're a big community. The only um, businesses that are ahead of us are hospitals, and they're ahead of us to get service. Students have their cell phones with them. Make sure when you set up your cell phone or when they program their cell phone, make sure that their cell phone is identified. It can be identified with the parent's first and last name, but I suggest putting mom or dad or grandmother or grandfather because what happens is if I go to a medical call or I go to an emergency or somebody just needs help, I don't know what your parents, I don't know what their your name is, first and last name a lot of times. If it says mom it's easy to call mom or it says dad. It's easy to find dad in, in, on their phone. The other thing is not only have a, a list on your cell phone, have a hard copy of those contact numbers in the dorm somewhere. And we'll talk about that with medications as well. So let's say, let's say I have an emergency and I can't find my phone or the battery's dead. I could send security to my dorm room and they can go under my laptop or under in the drawer and here's the list of mom and dad's phone numbers and everybody else we need to call and they got a hard copy and we can start getting a hold of family to figure out what to do for them. So hard copies are important, whether it's medications or whether it's um, contact numbers or whatever that may be. So have a hard copy as well as that digital or electronic copy. So taking a little bit of a shift, since we have covered so much on uh, weather, and I'm sure that you have way more that you could give us on that, um, but let's take a little bit of a shift to what should parents do to help prepare their students for a medical emergency? You know, Zach, that's a great question because what happens is none of us 
we all get complacent. None of us really plan ahead of time for, for any kind of medical emergency, whether it's an emergency that needs an ambulance or just needs some kind of response. Um, something to remember is, and the saying is, some, my emergency doesn't constitute your emergency, but everybody's emergency or level of emergency or care that they need is important. Um, so I think it's important you know, to know a few things. One is have the campus security numbers, emergency and non-emergency numbers program in the student's phone. Um, and for parents, you know, the, the emer non-emergency number is 615-460-6617, and the emergency number is 615-460-6911. Remember that campus security is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No matter how good the weather is, no matter how bad the weather is, there is somebody at camp, a dispatcher and security officers um, patrolling the campus all the time. And that's on foot, on bike, and in vehicles. Um, every one of those security officers and dispatchers are trained in CPR, first aid, um, how to use an AED, how to de-escalate situations. So you want them. You want that to be your first call. The student wants to call them first to get them responding because they can bring first aid equipment. They bring AEDs. Um, I will tell you that when I'm here, I respond to most medical calls. I'm, I'm still a paramedic. Um, so I respond to most medical calls on campus and almost all the fire alarms on campus. Um, the other number that's important is health services. During the day, health services is open normally from about 8 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, and sometimes half a day on Saturday. Their number is 615 460 06. If you have a if they have a minor injury or they don't feel well, it's important for them to call health services. Health services will work, do everything they can to see them and they can treat them. They have nurse practitioners, registered nurses, um, physicians on staff. Um, so that's the first, really the first line of of treatment that that our students can can seek. As a parent. If you come to campus with your child or even if you don't come, some things that you can do is scope out the hospitals that you think or do some research on the hospitals that you would want your child to go to if there's a catastrophic incident and they get sick or need to go to the hospital. And I would say seek out those hospitals that are going to accept your insurance. Find out ahead of time because you don't want to be blindsided if if they don't take your insurance. Um Identify urgent care facilities, a couple of them. So if your child or student gets sick at night or on the weekend and health services isn't there and they, you know, we call camp security and they don't want to go to the hospital, they have another option and maybe somebody can take them to an urgent care. Friend can make urgent care. Uh, we'd suggest if they're sick or hurt, they don't drive themselves. We normally won't let them do that. Um, we won't make the decision for them unless they're unconscious and unresponsive. We're not going to make the decision for them if they're over 18 or 18 and above to go to the hospital or not go. We can't do that. They're At 18, they're adults. They have to make that decision. doesn't mean they can't call mom and dad and say, hey, what do you think? And we do that a lot. I've talked to a lot of parents, and I know you as residential life folks, you talk to parents a lot and say, do you want them to go or don't you want them to go? And you can... You know, they can talk to their child, or, or we can, or you can, and we're going to make the best judgment we can as long as the parents and the student, you know, they go along with that. Just make sure your insurance 
is going to be utilized and can be utilized. Um, it's important to know that we do training every year for Res Life staff, for students, for our security officers. Even if their certifications aren't, haven't expired, we always review that every year with CPR, AED, Stop the Bleed programs. We have currently 58 AEDs on campus. Normally you can't go more than about 100 yards and not find an automatic external defibrillator on campus somewhere. Make sure your students have all their medications with them. They get here and they go, oh man, I forgot my medication. And now if it's, if it's something that's critical, they may need that. So you're going to have to overnight that or have somebody send it to you or get another prescription and go to Walgreens or CVS and get that prescription. But medications are important. Make sure the student knows that when they get close to running out, they let you know ahead of time so they can get it ahead of time. We have a pharmacy right here on campus. They can utilize that pharmacy. Great prices, and normally they keep most of the common medications in stock so you can get it right away. If your student has allergies, and we have many students and staff and faculty that have allergies, and they have an EpiPen, make sure they bring their EpiPen with them. It's also important they carry that EpiPen with them when they're out and about camp around campus so that if they go to one of the dining halls or a place to eat or even go off campus to eat in the middle of class and they have some kind of reaction, they have that EpiPen if they have an allergic reaction. We do not carry generic EpiPens or have generic EpiPens on campus because one, it's not even a matter of cost, it's they expire so quickly and they're, they can be temperature sensitive. So make sure your student carries that EpiPen. If they have nutritional issues or other things or dietary concerns. We have nutritionists on campus at the um, cur at the cafeteria at Johnson. Have them go talk to that nutritionist. Have them talk to their RDs, and they'll make a, a connection with that nutritionist with food service so that they know, here's the things you can eat, here's the things you can't eat. That is really important to keep the chance of allergic reactions from happening. Or, or if somebody um, just has sensitive stomach and they have certain dietary restrictions, it's important for them. We want to make sure they're taken care of is what it ultimately comes down to. Um, we talked about having a list of phone numbers and contacts and medicines, a hard copy with them. They can carry it with them or keep it in their dorm, but having a hard copy is great because, face it, digital fails sometimes or Wi-Fi fails or cell service fails. Um, I know that we have covered lots and lots of information in like 35 minutes now. Um, is there anything else right now that I can help you guys with or, or I can any questions you have that I can try and answer for you guys to, for the students, for the parents that'll um, make them more aware of, make them, get them more prepared for their venture, for their new experiences and new life here at Belmont for at least four years. All right, well, as we wrap up this episode, uh, we just want to thank you again, Chris, for taking the time to be a guest on our show. Um, if you want to learn more and check out other The College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, have a great day and see you next time. <laughs>